Good morning. Welcome to Morning Prayers. We will begin today's service with a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Chapel Psalter Book, Psalm Selection number 23, found on page 12. Please stand as you are able. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in straight paths for his name's sake. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. You may take your seats. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I grew up in a beautifully enchanted world. It was a world replete with biblical characters. Each Sunday, my parents would take me to Clifton United Methodist Church, where the Reverend Richard Wynn would bring the Bible to life for me. I learned the meaning of moral courage from Moses. 
integrity from Esther, the danger of absolute power from David and Solomon, of the many wonderful things that my parents and grandparents bequeathed to me, a productive relationship with the Bible is one of the gifts that I value most. As I speak right now, my 94-year-old grandfather is on his back porch with a Bible on his lap. He begins each day with a scriptural devotion. A successful newspaper man and community activist in Raleigh, North Carolina, he spent the majority of his life under what W.E.B. Du Bois described as the veil of racial segregation. Many use the Bible to justify Jim Crow. Yet from an early age, the African Methodist Episcopal Church taught both of my grandparents how to read the Bible for themselves. John and Mary Washington may have never learned the technical tools of exegesis and hermeneutics, but they developed an orientation to scripture that's just as valuable, a critical mind and a sensitive heart. I would argue that these are two dimensions of faith sorely lacking in our society today. Critical minds and sensitive hearts. The Bible has the power to heal like a surgeon's scalpel. We can learn about the wisdom of generosity, grace, and gratitude. We can learn about a God who calls us to extend justice toward the oppressed and compassion for the needy. And the Bible teaches us that the way we treat the most vulnerable in our society, that's the way we treat God. For how can we say that we love a God who we've never seen and ignore those who share this planet with us? Yet too many of us, too many of us use the Bible as a blunt butcher's knife. Rather than heal, we use it to bruise and bludgeon. The Bible becomes a source of covetous power. We employ a highly selective scrabble game of scriptures. And this helps us to justify greed, sanction selfishness, consecrate corruption, baptize bigotry, condone callousness, defend discrimination, maintain misogyny, sweep over sexual abuse, condone high crimes, rationalize wrongdoing, and ignore all types of injustice in the name of holding on to religious power. Then we wonder why so many young people have lost faith in our religious institutions. We cast out our Galileos because they won't uncritically concede to our scientific ignorance. We silence our Elizabeth Cady Stantons because they won't acquiesce to our immoral authority. We malign our Dorothy Days because they don't fit our antiquated ideas of womanhood. And we disrespect our Fannie Lou Hamers and our Aretha Franklins by celebrating any unread preacher in a three-piece suit who can hoop. Our nation needs something more. Our world needs something richer. Our communities of faith need something stronger. And the overarching message of the Bible shows us the way. For grace is more noble than greed. 
Inclusion more honorable than envy, compassion more Christ-like than covetousness, intellect more prized than ignorance, faith more enduring than fear, and hope is more life-giving than hostility. These are the healing tools of those with critical minds. These, this is the artillery of those who have sensitive hearts. But of all of these things, my brothers and sisters, grace, intellect, faith, hope. We know that the greatest of these is love. So the next time you open your Bible, the next time you hear the preacher declare a word from the Lord, the next time you sit in the quiet moments of devotion, put on your lenses of love and filter every word, filter every story, filter each character through Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And more importantly, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Let us be in a spirit of prayer. God of grace and glory, by your incarnation, you gifted us a lens of love, a treasure that surpasses all understanding, yet can change the world. For this we say, thank you. Amen. Amen. Please join me in praying together the Lord's Prayer found on the back of your order of worship. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to sing together the hymn, In Christ There Is No East or West, found on page 341 in your Crimson Harvard Hymnal.
May the Lord keep you from evil. And may the Lord keep you in your going out and in your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Amen. Amen.